We are live with Mike McCurry live number 26 with Pastor Joe Brown. Now, I realize I put Joe Brown on everything. Do you prefer Joe or Joseph? I've got to ask. Well, my mother would have preferred Joseph, but she's passed on. And so I think we're forgiven to use that. When I went to Bible college, everybody just started calling me Joe. And so everybody calls me even people here at our church still call me Joe or Pastor Joe. Sure. So my, my mom actually loves the name Michael. But she's not a big fan. I'm sorry, all the Mikes out there. She's not a big fan of the name Mike yeah. or Mikey and things yeah. like that. And so she named me Micah, which very, which is funny because any, anytime I talk on the phone, people always hear Mike. And so they always call me Mike, yeah. especially people yeah. that, that don't know me. So that's just how it goes. But I'm she sorry. She loved the full name. But, I, you know, in college, whatever sticks, sticks. So that's the way it rolled. That's how it goes. Well, Pastor Joe Brown, I appreciate it. For those that might not have any idea who you are at all. Can you give us a short two-minute introduction to yourself? Sure. So Joseph Brown, married to Charity Epley Brown. Some of you might have known the Epley family. We've been married for going on 11 years, six children, um, two boys, four girls, and they are Aaron, Hannah, Lydia, Abigail, Rachel, and Andrew. I think I got them all right. And I'm pastoring here where my dad started a church in Washington, Iowa, 1973, Pastor Larry Brown. Matter of fact, I'm in in the office that in his first office. And and so it's just living the dream, um, being able to pastor here. Never thought that I would thought that God had different plans for my life, but he knows best. And so living the dream and just serving the Lord here in Washington, Iowa. Amen. Now, talk to us, jumping right into it here and we'll get, I guess, right into the cut the chit chat and we'll get straight to the hard questions. What was it like taking over for your dad? Who's who's a larger than life personality for sure. And and, I mean, just his persona. But stepping in for a guy who, who's you know been there, done that, and, and kind of take, and especially when people you know remember you as the you know the young yeah. kid around church, how, what was that like? Sure, sure. Well, obviously, it's an honor um, to, to you know take over for my dad. My dad is still my hero, the greatest Christian that, I, that I've ever known, the most consistent Christian, true blue, and a Bible scholar. But so appreciated the fact that even though. I mean, there's no Bible question that he could answer. You could take him to anywhere in the Bible and he could he could tell you. As a matter of fact, without without even the Bible, you could say, talk to us about, you know, Exodus chapter 21. And he would tell you exactly what was there. But yet he focused on preaching and in his preaching, he really taught the people here. So the reason why I say that is because I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I guess the biggest thing and then I can kind of back up and we do have time to kind of. Go ahead. All the time in the world. Conversations. Okay. I I won't tell your wife, but we have all the time in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. So where I was going with that is a lot of people ask, what's the toughest thing about pastoring or the biggest burden in those beginning years? And my answer always kind of shocked those people that were asking. And I said it was the preaching because my dad had just such a unique way here in feeding his people that he was a preacher and a preacher's preacher. He could just preach the house down. But when you walked away, you, I mean, you knew something about the text. You knew what you believed. You, in other words, you know, a lot of people think that hard preaching is, you know, in this, unfortunately in this day and age, oh, it's just fluff. But right. I'm telling you, these preachers and the preachers that he pointed us to, those, those old time preachers, um, I tell you what, you know, you, you just go back and listen to a Harold B. Seitler message, or obviously uh, we could list a bunch of them here the doctrine and the, but they were preaching. And so um, that was tough for me because he was such a natural and somehow some way I, I thought when, when, when it, you know, the, when it was thrown to me that somehow I had to match that. And um, great was the day when I just, you know, gave up and let God do 
what he wanted to do through me and, and not worry about any of that. So that was, that's, that's kind of a, kind of a, I guess, a side note along with the question that you asked, but sure. Do you want me, I can just basically kind of give you a little bit of the overview of, of how it became. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Please do. Okay. So obviously I grew up here. My dad started, my dad and my mom helped organize the church with four men and their wives. Um, and just was a, a unique and amazing story how God brought them all together. My dad was working for Brother Bobby Robertson as his first assistant pastor. Wow. Um, and of course, that's over 45 years ago. Anyway, so I grew up here, me and my five sisters and one brother, and loved being a pastor's kid and just the greatest thing in all of the world. But I really had a heart for music, and I thought that I would really focus in music and then, of course, my wife's family, her brothers came here and they were big into music and we sang together and recorded at Faith Music and just really enjoyed that. But God put in a desire in my heart to work here for my dad, doing music, leading, singing. I, I was serving uh, even in high school, leading like in the Bible class and things like that. And I went to a three day song leading course and just, you know, it was unique. I didn't know that God was preparing me for later on in, my, in life. I just had that desire. I remember getting the North Valley what do they call it? Singing live, those first CDs where they had the yeah, um, yeah the, the singing church or singing church, or, or, yeah, something like that. Yeah, my my brother and my sisters thought it was so weird because they would come by my room and the those the the choir would just be blasting out and they'd open the door and I'd be in there leading singing. I mean, you I know, love that. and that was way early on, having no idea. I still lead the choir here to this day and love it and all of that. And but anyways, that it's you know another story for another time, but. So in 11th grade, God called me to preach. And I just basically just obviously let go and, and said, okay, God, if you want me to preach, I'll do that. Um, went off to OBC for a year. Loved it. Thanked God for it. Baptist boot camp, I called it. I loved it. Matter of fact, that's where I met Caleb the first time. And so yeah. again, God does all of those things, you know. And then dad offered me a job here in the summer. So I transferred to Howells Anderson and I drove home on the weekend. So I had a really unique college at, you know, I don't necessarily always advise it, you know, for others, but that's what sure. I did. I drove home on the weekends, not knowing that I would be pastor one day. So I went on staff here in May of 2004. That was technically part-time, even though I worked full-time. Sure. It was part-time because every night, every uh, fall semester and spring, I would be in Bible college and then I'd drive home on the weekends gotcha. and do youth and music. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I did that and loved it. So this is what the 14th or 15th year of being on. This is my my sure. job. I've been on staff here at Marion Avenue. Well, in 2010, my mom passed away and it was just a shocking thing. And a year later, my dad drove me to the park and we we're sitting there. And I knew something was up and he said, son, I'm done. God has moved my heart from pastoring and I'm going into full time evangelism. And of course, that rocked my world a little bit because I thought, well, I'm going to probably lose a job here. Some new guy's going to come in. And he said, and son, I don't advise you to, to, to pastor here. I said, I've never thought about it. I, you know, he's, and I said, but why would you say that? He just said, you know, he said, um, uh, being an assistant pastor is the gravy train, which is kind of offensive to assistant pastors. It is absolutely. And I didn't agree. And I don't know that I still yet agree. Sorry, dad, but I wouldn't call it the gravy train, but he just said, you know, you're on staff here. Why, you know, and so anyways, to make a long story short, I said, I don't want anything to do with it. I, you know, I'm enjoying being the second man. I have a heart in that. Um, I was preaching in a bus teen church and I enjoyed that, but that was enough for me um, as far as preaching and, and study. And I didn't really do any counseling or, or funerals and weddings, sure. and, you know, just the, the pastoral building programs or whatever. I didn't do any of that. 
but God was preparing me and I didn't know it. You know, he was, and my dad was traveling more and more and I was doing stuff. We started a youth conference here, our time youth conference. And I was doing that before, but matter of fact, before I was even married and God was preparing me for administration and pastoral heart and things. So anyways, throughout that process, I won't go into all the details of it. The men of the church were just unanimous in the fact that they wanted to approach me. Well, I had already said no. And my dad said, don't approach him. He's my son which God was doing that because he was pushing against it. Whereas in some cases, a father could be setting it up. You know what I'm saying? Sure. The church. Sure. And he was saying, nah, I don't know. You know, he's still young or whatever and all of that. Well, throughout that process, God began to work in my heart and I began to desire it. And so my dad and I had a conversation and God showed that to my dad, which he wasn't going to stand in the way anyway. Then my dad switched and was like, wow, this God has been doing this from day one. So in July, July 17th of 2011, I was voted in as pastor. So this July will be eight years. It seems like yesterday. It's again, it's been a dream and uh, greatest church in the world. And I, I don't just say that. I really mean it. I grew up with them. Now, this is this is embarrassing. And I, I, I don't know if I should say this or not. I have to think about it for a second. But many of the ladies in the church that are a little bit older, they babysat me and changed my diaper in the nursery. So and now I'm pastoring them. So it is, right. you know, it's that dynamic a little bit that sure. it's, you know, and there are some people and, and I feel loved and respected and all of that, but, and, and, but I love the fact there are still some people in, in that older generation that will call me Joe. And, and I love that, you know, I have sure. no problem with that. You know, they, they saw me running around the church as a little kid, you know, kicking them in the shins or whatever, you know? Right. And so, right. Hey Joe, pray for me. I got, you know, whatever. Right. And, um, and it's so it's a unique we're a unique church it's a it's a great in other words they know that i didn't ask for this they asked for it and that has bonded us to together sure. in such a way that only god could have done and by the way backing up um because you said in your email long form conversations so yes please I'm, I'm taking that literally absolutely um so basically all of that preparation of driving home from college all of that i had no idea was just training me for the ministry here. Whereas if I would have not driven home on the weekend, I may have taken another, you know, not taken another church, but right. gone and worked in some other environment. Right. Whereas God kept me here. Right. So, well, it's amazing how God works that out. Tell me, tell me, um, are you, your assistant pastor there at, yes. at First Baptist, right? Yes. Under Pastor Joe Grimaldi. That's, yes, sir. Yeah. That's what yep. I thought. Yep. And uh, I love and, Brother Gamaldi. Tell him yes, I said hello. I, I will. I do, do have a funny story sometime if we ever get to it about when he pastored in Philadelphia. But anyway, well, we'll in, in, uh, Pittsburgh area, Pittsburgh, in, yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think I mean it, well, that's one of the great things about this. It's very free flowing and everything. So I sure. think we just need to hear that story since you brought it up. Everyone's just. Gonna I got be a little bit of my dad in me. Well, it's good to be under the spout <laughs> where the glory comes out, my brother. And non had a friend, so I can just you know I. I it wasn't really an embarrassing story, but it was a blessing. I flew to basketball. I had a somehow a free ticket. I don't know how, how it came about, but I flew to basketball camp at Mount Salem Revival mm -hmm. Grounds. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, and uh, and I was terrible at basketball. My brother was the, the basketball player, so I don't even know why I went, but I did. Anyways, um, so I went to basketball camp back way back in the day. I mean, I was young, and it was the first time I'd ever flown by myself, and my mom and my dad were, you know, it was like a big deal and everything. And on the way home, my flight got canceled overnight, and I'm in that whatever airport. What, what did you say, Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh must be yeah, Pittsburgh airport. Big airport. For some reason, I had a layover there, getting into to West Virginia, and it, it was it was an overnight. And so I was just gonna have to go get a hotel, and I'm like 14, 
So right. my parents are going crazy. So my dad calls up, brother, brother Gamaldi, I got a boy in the airport, you know. <laughs> so anyways, he came over and picked me up. I stayed at their house. Then we went soul winning the next morning. So it wasn't embarrassing. It isn't embarrassing sure. necessarily. But it was a blessing because he just pushed everything aside. And yep. I spent the night at their house. I mean, this is, you know, what, 20 years ago or more? Sure. So it was just it was just unique. Every time I think of sure. Gamaldi, I think about that. Very cool. Now, I've got to ask because you did it and you did a good one. Who has, and a risk of offending, who has the best Larry Brown impersonation that you've ever heard? Because that was did a Caleb good one. Did Caleb Garraway try it? Okay. Okay. Did No, did no, he no, try it? No, he did not. Oh, I, I, oh, think I you, thought I, that's I, what I, you were asking. Who no, has the best? Okay. No, no. I, so I got, in your opinion, who has the best impersonation of your dad? Don Knotts, Barney Fife. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, you got to compare and that's respectful. Okay. Again, my okay. dad is my hero. He might watch this, but I tell him, if you ever watch Don Knotts, Barney Fife okay. on the yeah. Griffith show, yeah, yeah. you will see my dad's preaching. Okay. Just, okay. You have to think of it that way. Okay. No, I don't know. I, you know, for sake of not, you know, bragging, but I, I think I can do, and I've done it a few times in the pulpit. And if I get in the mode, um, instead I can, you know, I've heard some of his messages many times, like Amnon had a friend or sure. mush the bag or whatever. And, and that's the way he says it. As a matter of fact, today at two o'clock, I did a funeral out of Elm Grove Cemetery here in town. And the funeral director, who's just, you know, a secular lady here in our town came up to me and she said, Hey, I have a funny story to tell you about your dad. And, um, and we really are getting in the weeds now, but anyways, I'm having right. a good time. <laughs> so he said, I have a funny story to tell you about my, about your dad. And, um, and of course this lady does, you know, does not go to our sure. church, does not, you know, and anything like that. And so, and I said, okay, great. What, you know, what, what story? And she's like, he was, he was given, and he, she said, I love to listen to his funerals. And, and again, that's kind of something neat being, you know, in a ministry like this, there's those right. connections from years ago and all of right. that. And the people always ask me about my dad and how he's doing and all of that. So anyway, she said, I was standing in the back and I always loved because he was so sincere, which is by the way, a testimony because she's listening to the gospel and everything else. Right. And she said, he was up there just teaching on and on or talking on about the wheel, W-H-E-E-L, the wheel mm -hmm. of God. And he's like, she's like, I didn't know that it talked about wheels in the Bible. And he went on and on and on. And so finally, and she told me this today, she said, and this is back in the day that she's remembering. And she said, finally, afterwards, she said, I was so curious because I wanted to learn about the wheel of God. And I already knew because I know my dad's accent. And so she's like, I went up to him afterwards and said, what are these wheels in the Bible? And she, he said, the wheel of God, ma'am, the wheel of God. And she's like, what wheel? And W-I-L-L, -L, the will of God. <laughs> and that, That's like, honestly, funny. our church has all these little um, sayings that my dad would, you know, because he had that. Right. He grew up in the deep south, you know, and had right. all of that. So to answer your question, I, I can take off on him pretty good, but I got to be in the, you know, got to be in the mode. In the mode. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah, I think. Did I answer your question, though, about, you know, how has yeah. it been pastoring? Absolutely. My and, dad and was phenomenal in the transition. Okay. Um, matter of fact, I mean, to the point where I'm like, dad, you know like help, like, you know, because people who he loved and counseled and, and still loves to this day, they would call him up and, you know, just ask about something. And he would call me and say, Hey, so-and-so called me. Is it okay if I talk to him? I'm like, dad, you, you, you started this church and pastor here 40 years. What are you talking right. about? You know, sure. but he was just so good at that and pointing people to me and all of that. And I was like, you know, and now he, he moved to North Carolina to help take care of his mom. He moved back here. Um, for the sole purpose, he said, I hate the winners, but he said, I just love our church and I love what God's doing here, which of course Amen. is, 
a great encouragement to me. And he just, he visits hospitals. He's done two funerals in the past two weeks, helped, you know, we've done them together. So anyways, does that answer your question? Yeah. And that's a great, great point. And I I know God works in different ways for different folks, different, different uh, ministries and things, but it was very, very interesting. You brought up that he wasn't trying to push this. God no, kind know. of led yeah. to it. And because he was afraid that, as his son. And I was, sure. I think he was afraid that he wouldn't be just, dis- he wanted to disconnect and let a new man, a new vision. And he felt right. like, because him and I were so close and still are that, is this going to be pastor 2.0? And you've seen that no doubt. Right. And it just happens. Right. And he didn't want that, at, but it, it hasn't happened. I mean, he, right. you know, he, he just, pushed me out of the nest and said, look, okay, if they call you, you're going to pastor it. Right. And, and God's worked in that. Well, and you see it, you see it sometimes, not even, not even uh, on the nepotism, you know, father, something, but where the assistant or the next guy is trying too hard to be who the previous person oh, was. Right. 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 And, and, and that, I'm sure- in those first few months, it was scary. Like these people have been fed. I mean, the meat of God, I'm telling you, I mean, right. he would, he would, go, he went through on Wednesday nights back when I was probably preteen, did a whole series through Daniel and Revelation, but it wasn't dry and what, you know, okay, we're going to go verse by verse, you know, all this dry expository. Right. No, it was true, like preaching expository. I mean, and I thought, you know, I mean, he could, in prophecy, he had this huge chart that he learned back. He went to Piedmont Bible College way back, you know, because he's a little bit older. He They went seven years without having kids. So all of us, he was an older dad gotcha. and mom if, if you gotcha. know what I mean. so he went back in uh let's see it would be the early 60s okay so um you know and he just got a solid foundation all of that but that was a huge thing to me i was like i can't do it and then just not long into it god just said you know what you walk with god if you are spirit filled he would always say and i forget who it was if it, if it was jack hiles or somebody i can't remember he would tell me, and he would always quote it to me, my dad, if God's in it, it'll work. If God's in it, it'll work. And he used to say that. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I mean, of course, if God's in it. But then I got it. I got it. And um, just the discipline of prayer and like, if okay, if God is in it, it will work. Forget uh, people right. sitting there who've been in our church 40 years fed on that. And I come up with my weak little anemic message. As long as God is in it, who cares? And that's Amen. what we've seen happen here. Amen. Now to backtrack a little bit, because you, you touched on it, the love for music that you have, was okay. that something that, that you feel like God kind of gave to you, or is it something that was in the home, or, or where did that kind of come? The reason I, I bring that up is because um, I was in a um, song-leading seminar type thing. It was just like two, I think it was out at North Valley. Um, there, there were pastors conference out there a while ago. We might and, have even, um, if it was been so, I was out, I did that one there it, too, it during could, the conference. Yeah. It could have been, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, we, we might've been the same one, sure. but somebody asked the question. We're, are um, we the same age? Um, well, I think I'm a little bit younger. I'm, okay. I'm about to turn 27. Okay. I'm 30. So, I thought we were so, the same age. So I, I, I think the beard makes me look a little bit, the, the, yeah, an old, the older Arab man thing going on. Yeah. Jewish, yeah. Jewish verse. Anyway, um, they asked the question, how many of you just wanted to be a song leader or were forced into it because of the needs of your church? And the pastor said, Hey, you're leading singing sure. this Sunday. And like 19 out of 20 people yeah. said, I yeah. was forced into it. I had yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. And I raised my hand and said, sure. I love it. I just I did too. And yeah, I rarely meet people like you. Right. I, I, I absolutely I, I, love it. I'm not sure. I mean, I I, I mean I think do I meet a lot of people. You singing at your church? I, I do. And I And you enjoy it, favorite, don't you? Right. It's one of my favorite and you things. Pick out those songs. Oh man, right. I love and, it. And, and so I, I don't under sometimes I don't understand. I know a lot of people that enjoy singing, but I don't know if it's the being in front of people or whatever the case may know. be. And, and it's not it, it's I mean, you get to facilitate this oh, awesome yeah. thing. Yes. And I don't understand sometimes the disconnect. Why? So go ahead. 
I don't know the disconnect why I don't know, but I will tell you this for, for anybody watching. And I don't, I, you know, I don't know, have any idea who's watching, sure. but for anybody watching that is a song leader or anything else, if they understand the value of congregational music now, even when mm -hmm. I got into it, it was not degraded. You know, now you have these soft worship bands. They're all standing right. up there and they're taking away the leadership because nobody got it. Nobody understood right. that just like a one pastor gets up and preaches and brings yep. people, preaching demands a verdict. Mm -hmm. Well, I think song leading demands a verdict. Yeah, yeah. It does, meaning you have, you're bringing them. You, we have got to sing. And so mm -hmm. you're pouring your heart and your spirit into wonderful grace of Jesus or it is well with my soul. And, and it still yep. gives me chills just to think about. And, you know, God has opened some, some little doors along the way. Like, for instance, I went to Africa where my, you know, Jerry Wyatt and Rachel, yes, that's yes. my sister, mm -hmm. Rachel. Yeah. And the, my favorite memory of, of leading singing. And there was a college chapel back in the day in my alma mater that we, we led and I, I led a. Um, it is well acapella and it was just oh man so much fun but anyways no but my my most the, the favorite time was when i was in africa and he said they sing how great they are but they sing it in swahili i said well you know i can't do that but why don't we uh, let me lead it and instead of seeing we were going to do a special or something i can't okay. remember and so and it was packed out there all of these village people you know just everybody there and right. they um, of course, knew how great they are. And I led it in English and they sang it in Swahili. And I'm telling you, I just about became a Pentecostal. I mean, like, <laughs> if I could have spoken in tongues, I just about would have. It was just, and there's something about it. And people yeah. that just get up, you know, in the week noodle, okay. Mm -hmm. It's killing our kids. That's why Talk they're going it. to these worship bands is because yeah. where's the guy who lights himself on fire? And by the way, pray, my dad would tell me, if you're going to lead them, I mean, God loves music and created yeah. that avenue. Get alone with God and beg the power of God just to go lead, you know, and I hate the dead, dry, whatever. So it is unique. And I'm glad to hear that from you. That, sure. You know, you I, I, I was it. listening I back to, heart, I guess. Yeah, I was listening. And speaking of some of the old, the old preachers, I just looked at, I subscribed to the, the new, newer podcast. It's called uh, Preach the Bible, I think, by Preach the Bible Classics. North Valley put it out. Oh, really? A brand new okay. podcast. Like uh, Guaranteed Victory in Jesus by Oliver B. Green is their latest one they just posted. So some really good. And so you have those old, old guy, Harold Seidler and, and, that has and helped Oliver Green. The that. Grace of God by Harold B. Seidler. Yeah, and the, some, some, some in good Mep stuff. Uh, the Mephibosheth story and all of that. I'm telling you, that has lit sure. my fire. Lester Roloff, all of those guys. Right. And, I, I, I was listening to, I think, on their podcast, which, where is it at here? The Preaching po North Valley Baptist Church Preaching Podcast is their actual one that they put out. Um, and, uh, well, one, I, I, Brother Bertram did a great job. Craig Bertram, if you know him out there. Anyway, but I went back and listened to um, uh, Brother Hudson's message, uh, Tony Hudson, from their pastor's conference just a little while mm -hmm. ago. And I can't remember if it was um, We Need Elijah's to Stand Up or... Um, what was the other one? Anyway, it's escaping. I don't know. But, I but saw he, clips of it, but I didn't but get a single. He, he said he said something about the fact he, someone had just sung, did a great did a great job. And, I mean, God was all over it. And he said something about God hates dead music just as he hate just as much yes. as he hates the 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 yeah. show the the, yes. the worship you know that type yep. of stuff. And we lose track of that. We swing exactly. so far the other way with this yes. just dead dry yes. that we lose sight. Um, and so I, I I appreciate a kindred kindred sure. spirit on the music side of it. On that. You had a lot of opportunities to sing and, and all those different types of things. And, and now now pastoring, what are some things, because, I mean, coming from a person that just loves music, what are some things that you're doing or that your dad did um, and being the longtime music director there to grow the music of the church through the young people just in general to make a culture 
Because um, a great way I've heard, a great way to tell the temperature of a youth group is how well they sing. And sure. what are some things that you feel like you're doing on purpose to further that end? Sure. Uh, obviously, anything that you platform and anything that you promote and talk about and enjoy, you know, was it Dr. Lee Robertson that says everything rises and falls on leadership? So mm -hmm. really the best answer to your question is this. The, the pastor of the church and the leaders like yourself, like sure. myself, we have got, even if they don't know music, see, we've done, I think, and again, I don't want to be critical at all, but I think sure. sometimes in our church, we've done a disservice that it's relegated to these music guys like you. Mm -hmm. And the pastor is always saying, I don't know about music. I can't sing anything. And again, I'm, I don't, I'm not alluding sure. to anybody. I'm not thinking of any person, but I don't know about it. I mean, look at North Valley, for instance, we talked about them a moment right. ago. Yeah. Watch Pastor Trever. He loves it. And right. so every time you go into music, um, you have to, you have to love it. You've got to sing. You don't make notes during the, I'll tell the guys on the platform, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll send out a text to uh, turn the air condition up and down or the mics squealing or whatever. Right. But man, if we're doing choir, if we're doing congregational music, you throw the hand in the air. If God, if that's your personality, if God so sure. leads, you know, it is well, my chains are all gone, whatever, um, uh, whatever that verse is in, uh, is nailed to the cross and I bear yeah. it no more yeah. as well with my soul. You know, you have to get into it. And I think my dad did that. My dad had a songbook, matter of fact, it's in here. And he had chicken scratch his handwriting in the back of all these songs that he went through and pulled out. As a matter of fact, um, go ahead, take your time. Quick enough. Uh, I would love to show you the list that I followed the same thing, much of those songs and then songs that I like right out of the new North Valley songbook. Yeah. And they're just quick go-to songs. And then I have tabs. So in there, so um, for instance, like New Grace, all mm -hmm. of grace is my story. So we'll sing Wonderful Grace of Jesus, and then I'll step up and sing. And I don't lead the congregation anymore, though I love it. We have a guy, Abe Kane, who does a phenomenal job. But I've held on to the choir. I've led the choir for like 12 years now, and I just love it, even though it's tough on a Sunday afternoon, 5 o'clock sure. choir practice when you're preaching that night. But anyways, that's helped too. But if you can get your pastor, and I don't mean your specifically, right. but you know, if you can get your pastor involved in the music, that's going to do more for your teenagers, more for your young people. If if you'll just you know have that conversation to say, man, when right. we're singing these songs, get into it. And again, we do. Going back a little bit, we we we, I preach a message on music, and um, I have a PowerPoint, and all of this goes with it, and everything. And just I mean, it's it's a brutal. I mean, it's it's calling. It's calling it all out. I mean, it's, it's sure. one of those like pucker and duck because here it comes. I mean, I show, I show music from inside the ranks and everything, but not, yeah. not you know, I mean, it's clearly defined. I'm not right. nitpicking, right? right? But in that, the first, and I, I kind of am setting up the young people when I preach this, but the first, you know, five minutes of the message, I start talking about how young people do not have enough music. And then I say good music. I where where you know when I get in the car, I mean you know there's no music. Why? Because most likely it's something bad that they can't play, or it's just right. Twenty four seven in my house. If you went, if you went to my house right now, matter of fact, I ran home for lunch, and at lunch there was it was Frank Panosian, I think is his name from hmm. it's um, he's from uh, Bob Jones University from way back in the day, and the Garlocks, whatever. They have this scripture. CD where there's beautiful music playing and they're quoting scripture. So that's through that out the house. There's, you know, North Valley, whether it be the KNVBC stuff, faith yeah. music stuff, good quality music playing. So we don't have enough music. So to answer your question, right. how do you get people involved? You love it. 
you sing it, you make much of the congregational singing. Enough with this. Okay, that's the second song slot. That's the third song slot. You know, sing a couple. Yeah. You know, and of course you got to do what your pastor wants you to do, but right. s sing victory in Jesus and then go into, and I owe it all to you, Lord, and then get the young people to sing, you know. Right. Um, part two to that answer would be mm -hmm. my dad, Jack Terrell, who's passed on now, was the choir director when I was in the choir back in the okay. day. And dad sent him to Gospel Light Baptist Church in Walkertown, North Carolina, hmm. to just simply listen to the Gospel Light Choir. And if you hmm. come here today, you're going to hear a heavy alto. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's that Southern style, you know, sure. Jesus spoke to me one day, praise his holy name. You know, it's that sure. Stamps Baxter. Right. That makes sense. Old right. School. Yes. Yeah. Now, and again, I'm just kind of shotgun here. No, please. The spread. But have a mixture. Some guys are like, nope, I don't like any guitar. I don't like any bluegrass sound. And I'm not for bluegrass in and right. of itself. I only want this high-end, high-class Bob Jones only. Right. Majesty yeah. music type, yes. right? right? And I mm -hmm. love it. You know, we sing Ron Hamilton songs, love it. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm not talking about biblical or unbiblical. I'm talking right. about style of music. So we will have... And you may not know the, the difference, but when I say this, if you do, you'll know what I'm talking about. We will have Caleb and Ga Katie Garraway sing the first special. Mm -hmm. you, you've heard their music. Beautiful yeah. music. Love yeah. it. Of course, they're from here. The second special is the Epley family. He's still on the throng, so what right. could be wrong? You know, Miss yeah. Peter, do you know the Epleys? Yeah, yes, absolutely. You know, just pounding out the piano. I mean, the piano's shaking, you know, or they're singing, you know, um, he, I can't go into all, I can't even remember all the songs, but those, right. the Epley Sugar Grove singers, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that's helped our church because we will sing Bow the Knee in mm -hmm. choir, mm -hmm. and then we'll turn and in the same service, sing I'm on the winning side. Well, yeah. I am on with the choir, and they love it, and it gives a right. nice, and that, that was what my dad did, and obviously it's in my spiritual DNA or whatever, and sure. so that's a long answer, but I think just, getting involved that's the on purpose stuff is having young people sing even when they sound bad but working with them working with them working with them my wife right. does all of that she does a phenomenal job and has a lot of people that do a great job helping them but having the pastor and the staff sing if there is a culture on the platform for instance where every i mean our guys get so, probably annoyed before we go out the door 52 weeks a year I say, now, what's the opening song? And Abe Kane, our song director, will tell me, I'll hail the power. I'm like, I love it. I love it. All that, you know, uh, that second verse, um, I can't remember it now. I'm the worst at remembering words, but um, let every tribe, let every, oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And then I will say, now, guys, think about the song. I mean, I say that every single service. And I think what happens is we just do church far too right. often. And it's like, right. You know, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. And our visitors are like, whatever, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's, we do it because that's what we've done. That's just like, you know, sure. that's just, we got to do it. And man, I, and it I love it. To all of us, but sure. on any, we have to preach on purpose. Right. So why let anything, announcements, I used to ramble and ramble with announcements, as you can tell. I mean, you know, we, we can talk, but, um, but. It needs to be on purpose and exciting. And, you know, I think far too often we can, we're afraid of being professional. And I think sure. professionalism or formality has killed our churches. All of these, right. you know, new idea stuff is so trying to over polish everything. 
Right. You get with God, you organize your service. I think we ought to know how long our service sure. ought to be and everything else. But then get in there and you know what? We don't have to worry if, okay, if, you know, if I sing an extra verse is what is our, what is our visitor? You know, right. And I, I know I'm really rambling now, but church is for saved people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's and true. This is a fundamental thing that our generation is getting wrong. If you look at all these, you know, church in yeah. the whatever, church in the hills, church on the rock, church uh -huh. in the this, church in the that, right. or whatever they are, you know, the river, whatever. Mm -hmm. You ask them, and again, I know we're kind of segueing here, but... Please go ahead, man. If you ask them, their number one thing is they're like, well, we just we just want to reach the lost. Now, hold on. And you can disagree with this. That's fine. No, no, no. Wait no. a minute. Church is for saved people. Mm -hmm. The saved people are supposed to be trained, discipled, all of that, to go win the lost. Yes, we want to bring them in. And we have lost people ever. We had 81 visitors in church on Sunday. Now, 41 of Amen. those, 41 of those were bus visitors, like bus kids and 40 mm -hmm. were driving. We started our spring program. Probably Amen. a majority of those were lost. But wait a minute. If we make all our focus on just these lost people, then guess what? You don't need so winning programs because that's what Sunday morning's for. Right. And that's what's happening. Obviously, you see that. But but that that's what's happening is these guys are like, they want all the service to be like, well, these people, you know, and they'll be like, no, here's a big church word. You know, on a Sunday, well, I thought all our words were supposed to be church words, you know. Right. I'm going right. to talk about sanctification this morning. And normally we wouldn't use a church word like that, but churches for saved people. And if you have that foundation in your right. music and everything else, that's yeah. why they like the songs, even the church songs that more have that feel of like, it, it's blended. Right. No, bring this, bring the people to the standard. Don't bring the standards of people. And I've right. heard people say, well, you know, some lost neighbor, your banker, you've invited him for spring program and he comes in and you're singing, I heard an old, old story. It's for saved people. Bring him there. So he says, this is different. Right. Anyways, right. I'm sorry. We're talking music, but. No, you're exactly, they, they, they fit together so well because in past Grimaldi has trumpeted this for years and, and all the way back because he's, he's seen it. I mean, and that's one of the things I appreciate. Well, and Cheers. it's so funny, all, so many things you mentioned. He, he loves me. He loves leading singing. And, and every yeah, once in a while, uh, because piano, uh, piano player situation, things like that, I, I've actually dabbled a little bit of playing on oh, Wednesday really? nights, cool. just the tiniest bit. I don't really Did you play take piano. Lessons? Some well, as a oh. as a kid, and so I don't really play by ear. You play so, piano, I, you lead singing, you do you probably preach some when you, it's a, some wow. to, to yeah, Media, yeah. What do all, you not do? Piquito, um, preach well, sing well, play piano well. <laughs> but anyway, that's the second um, men. That's what we do. We do it exactly. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. Um, but I I love the fact that, that he 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 feels the music too. He enjoys it. Um, he he's he's said so many times. As the music goes, then the scriptures right, go, right. then the standards go, and they just follow each other. And so often, the music is the precursor. That's yes. the first one. And dead so you're exactly dead right. churches and dead music is the reason. Now, I mean, we are not to blame, but right. the reason why a lot of these guys have gone on with all their worship war stuff is because it right. was dead. But right. let me tell you something. You can sing It Is Well With My Soul 
and 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 be it doesn't have to move your body it will move your soul and you can well, so, i'm telling you blessed assurance jesus is mine oh what a force i mean speaking you know, whatever, of so. i i got the lead singing at a common ground baptist camp jim crone you, you might not know who he is Sounds he familiar. runs a camp Through my yeah he probably. runs a camp in uh butler pennsylvania he's okay. pastor in new york and i and he asked me to lead singing this past year and i will again this year that's awesome so 200 250 juniors and they, we sing some you know bus type songs sure. you know camp type songs but the evening services, oh yeah, we go nuts. We oh, yeah. sang back to back, blessed assurance, and it is well oh, with man. the King John yes, every yes, verse. Yes, and these yes. juniors are just—they love nuts. it. They love it. And and, and right and, and but we think, oh, we've got to sing these choruses sure, for. Sure. And I, I'm not against walk, walk, walk the Bible way. Absolutely, right, right. we sing that too. But man, right before the service, the last song to be it is well, and these, you know, my sin, oh, the bless you, you already sure, mentioned, sure. And, and Lord haste the day. That's like. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking oh, about it. It was, yeah. it was so much fun. But we, we've we've discarded all that. Right. We right. don't need any of that. And we need all this manufactured yeah. thing. No, absolutely not. If somebody gets on so their knees and on. spirit filled in the music world and in any world, God's going to God's gonna get in it. You know? Absolutely. And it's something absolutely. that has to be worked on. I mean, you know. You right. get in. I, we've gone through times that okay, let's sit back down and let's let's go let's go look at our opening congregational songs and let's mm-hmm. you know let's not sing the same thing over. You know you have to whatever any it's like anything you right. got to do it on purpose. Right, and, and I would highly recommend for for guys uh, that even know what right looks like because there are a lot of churches sure. they they haven't seen it that that happen. Have someone like you know the Epleys come in, sure, sure. or or go visit a North Valley. That's what I was or saying about Avenue. Gospel Light. That's what my dad did to me, mm-hmm. and I didn't finish the thought. Exactly. I rambled on. No, you're exactly else. right. But he then when when I realized I was going to be music director here, I went out mm-hmm. to North Valley, and I remember. Matter of fact, Sunday night we sang "Well Done, My Child." Here, I don't know if you've ever uh-huh. heard that with the orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time I walked in North Valley, it was a Sunday night before their. Uh, conference started and this is like back in the day like 1998 2000 i was still in high mm-hmm. school and were they in the new building or the old the building, old building. they were okay. still in the okay. old building yeah okay. and um they sang well done my child and it was just like i mean i you know i'm a, I'm a teenager and wanted just to stand and shout you know so if it's done right and and you know too i i think we have to do quality music you know right and so Everybody in, in our circle, unfortunately, sometimes, and you know, they just want to go and because their grandma paid for them to, they sang a special one time in church, you know, that doesn't necessarily help us, but, sure. um, you know, it doesn't have to have all the rock and roll, you know? Yep. Absolutely. And, and you're exactly right. The, the spirit. I remember back in my teenage years, there was an older guy, he's since passed on at saying, he would sing, sing like ship ahoy. And some of yeah. those old songs, Ray Hart, with this high, that, high oh, tenor, no, yeah. right. He was this high tenor voice and all that. Um, and the timing was always a little bit off sure. and it, it, but, and he, he hit the notes, but I, looking back whenever he got up as a teenager, I was like, Oh, here we go again. Yeah. But as I got a little bit older, I was like, this guy's lived it. Yeah, he's he has kid, he has kids on the mission field and he's, he's singing from the heart. Yes. And I, I, well, sh- shamed at my, ashamed of myself for having, for thought thinking, you know, as a 14 year old, right. here we go again. But man, it, it was a blessing. It was, sure. you know, it was yeah. great. So obviously we could commiserate about about music for a long oh, time, yeah. which yeah. I'm I'm sure. right, I'm enjoying it. Sure. Um, but so so taking over for you, Dad, and you and you have our time and, and the live uh, Christmas production, all these different things. How much of those were 
from your, you know, your heart or, or things your dad pushed or, or, or other, other folks, um, those, those big, sure, big events. productions, if you want sure, to call sure. it, right. Um, where, where did a lot of those come from? Sure. My dad would tell you, um, you know, if you ask him advice about starting a church or whatever, he said, just, just go big, you know, not, not for production sake, but Sure. You know, a lot of people would tell you why you couldn't do something. He just said, look, we're going to have a big day. You know, we're going to have a carnival, which, was, you know, is the, you know, setting right. up inflatables or whatever back in the early days. So he just kind of innovated in that way back in the day. And let's just do this, obviously, all within the bounds of glorifying God most and right. first and foremost. So he started the live animal Christmas play. And it was, that's really unless you've ever been here or, or seen much other than just a few clips. It is who our church is. God has just done amazing things through that. And so. I just carried that on, and a lot of the, the big events and big days that we do here at our church, I just carried them on. The Our Time Youth Conference was something that God laid upon my heart and my brother-in-law, Jerry Wyatt, single young men. We were standing out in the gravel lot, and we just, I said, man, I'm just so burdened. And, you know, I was 24 at the time, so I was, you know, young, and no, 23 probably, and single and, and just fresh out of Bible college. And I said, all these guys are trying to do these youth conferences, trying to provoke people to... And I said, we ought to do something just ourselves. And so that's what it was born out of. And God has just blessed that. We have it coming up May 2nd and 3rd, by the way, if you know right. of anybody that wants to come. Very nice. And I'm, I'm very excited about the theme. And if, by the way, I haven't told anybody who the speakers are, so I can announce that tonight if you want me to. If anybody's Feel watching. free. Absolutely. So, Go ahead. Anyways, but I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment. Sure. But, um, so um, it just took that. And then, uh, you know, the our time thing, God just has blessed that in churches. There's not much here in the Midwest by way of a conference. And you know, we don't promote a Bible college or anything else. I mean, we used to have this table set up, but I just stopped doing that. So I think, you know, most of these big youth conferences, there's a, a college connected and people have right. their own opinions. It, about it's more of, of a fun, funnel thing. To the, the, right. They know, else. okay, if you go to that, you're going to go to that college. Whereas right. here, you know, and we've just focused on strong preaching of the music, the opening. They'll, they'll mm -hmm. ask me, Abe will ask me, you know, what do, what do we want for the opening car? And I, every year it's got to be all hail the power of Jesus name, all of those instead of the, Typical teen, yeah. you know, I'm in right out, right, whatever. So to answer your question, just took the foundation and built upon it. I had a, a pastor friend of mine, matter of fact, an old youth pastor, Pastor Brian Andrews, said, when you take over, he was counseling me back in those days. He said, mm -hmm. don't say you're going to change anything. Just say you're going to build upon it. And so mm -hmm. that's really, that's been that's valuable advice. I've never, I've tried to never use the word change. We've built upon the service times, made them better, <laughs> you know, uh, moved the, you know, you know, it was like seven o'clock Sunday night service. Now it's six o'clock, you know, and things like that. But, but to answer your question, we took the Christmas play and just said, look, God is already using it. Let's just build upon it. We'll have nine yeah. showings this year. And wow. last year we had right at 5,000 visitors. Um, I mean, we've had, you know, it's just unbelievable what God has done. And I mean, we, we bought two semis and full of equipment. We would go to Chicago, we go, you know, eight hours away and rent all this lighting. And yeah. it's just crazy. And still the people are lined up. We shut the street down this year. People are lined up all the way up to the square and we have to shut the door and turn them away. Wow. Now what big day? And I don't mean comparison. I'm just saying it's sure. just crazy. So right. I would be nuts not to just build upon what right. God has done. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. And yeah, I, I love that. And that, that's 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 worth the price of admission to this this podcast thought sure. right here. That don't sure. change, just build upon that. That's build just smart. Upon. Yeah, it's you know, perception is reality for a lot of if folks. If you say change, it means well somehow what they did for thirty five years was not good. And not right. only that, meddle not with them given to change. 
We ought mm -hmm. to be builders, not changers. People say, right. well, I know we're not supposed to like change, but I'm going to change ministry. I'm just, no, right. you ought to build upon it. Right. You know, whatever. Well, I, I, I'm thinking of some illustration, you know, don't, you know, remove not the ancient landmarks. Yeah. No, we're going to make a bigger and, you know, just You're even exactly more. Right. I mean, yeah. You, do more of it. Make do it not pass. Right. And the, the young people and the young couples will come. Let me tell you something. Right. They want hard preaching. They want truth that we live in a generation of soft. And, and I'm telling you what, it's already happening. There was a, a report out by one of these, um, you know, generic Christian organization. I can't think right. Lifeway or something. And they posted um, something about, you know, how Sunday school is so much better than small groups now. And I was like, I saw you guys that, yeah. are going to come full circle. <laughs> and, you know, all yeah. the soft they want. I mean, we, we've got the most, you know, wild and crazy visitors will come in that you think would connect with the rock and roll church. And, yeah. and they'll be like, we needed that, man. You, oh, wow. You know, and now what's happening is these, these soft rock and roller, you know, skinny jean type churches now they're trying to monopolize you know whatever right. word I'm looking, they're trying to, to to oh yeah we're gonna preach strong too you know right right they're, they're almost you know trying, right right they're, they have the traditional like the 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 contemporary service and they have like a masculine service as well yeah, Everyone, yeah, you yeah, know no. where's you know uh flannel and things like that they have yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah oh go over the top because yeah. they know you're, you're people exactly are, right that's why donald trump was voted in as president people want right like them love them hate them whatever right he was telling it like it is. And we had right. the generation of, you know, of Obama's and now we have the generation of Ob Obama preachers. Right. Yeah. We can you're, you're, exactly right. Exactly. You're, you're right, man. I, I like where it. were well, we? Oh yeah. Our time. So yes. let me tell you, I'm really excited. We have a This is first announcing for anybody. I don't know if anybody exclusive exclusive. We got exclusive. 10 or so on Facebook right now. Let's see. Sweet. Yeah, so let let some folks know. We, you know, we're given. Can you tell me this who is, it is. This is breaking news. We have. Oh yeah, yeah I can tell you well, some. Let's see here. Whatever. Well, you know, it, well, you know, sometimes is my wife when you, watching? you know, let's no, see. I, you know, I don't know. She's not watching. Know, let's see. Probably she's not. not probably not. She, she hears enough of you at home. Probably. Go, let go me, ahead. Let me let me tell you. Luke Flood is the bus director at North Valley. Okay. You know yeah, Luke Flood. Yeah, yeah. Young guy just married. Luke and and Cherith. He's coming for the first time. I'm going to preach. I'm excited. Humble guy, spirit filled guy. Justin Cooper. Never been okay. here before. I've never yes. met him in person. He just took a pastorate, I think, didn't he? He did, but Very he's cool. coming. Okay. He I, I, I've never heard him, but I've heard he's a great preacher. Yeah, I've never met him in my life, but here's the thing. I, I want to focus on preaching, man. Spirit-filled preaching. These guys are going to flat-out preach. So Justin Cooper um, is coming, and I don't have this list in front of me, so i got to remember really quick. Hector Avila and his wife, yeah. all the wives are coming. Hector Avila is Kevin Wynn's son-in-law from down okay. in Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. Church planner all over the South, all over the South America. Yeah. This guy, let me tell you. Well, you're just gonna have to come to our time to hear the testimony and the stories. Um, my brother-in-law Sam Epley, yep, flat out preach. He's a pastor in Murfreesboro, in, okay. in a church on the in the suburbs of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Jonathan Wells and okay. his wife are yes. coming. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with Jonathan Wells? Yes. Um, down at um, is it no I, Parkside I mean, Baptist Church in Mesquite. Parkside. I, I was thinking Parkside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal, mm -hmm. phenomenal preacher. And again, spirit filled heart for the ministry, heart for God, but can get up and just preach, you know, and, and yeah. not play around if you know what I mean. And then, um, we have Abdel Judah, of course, mm -hmm. he's been a mm -hmm. staple. So yep. how many, I need to look up the list, um, and tell Let's you see. how many I've given. There Abdel, should be, Hector, there should be Luke, six. Justin, and then, um, Sam, I think that we're missing one. I'm one going to look then. up the list. So I say it right. All right. So Justin Cooper, Luke Flood, Hector Avila, Sam Epley, Abdel Judah, Jonathan Wells, 
incredible lineup, right? And then yep. Alvin Martinez family. I don't know if you can see that. Yep. The Alvin Martinez family. Brother yep. Alvin's going to come back, and he hadn't been here in about three years. So Alvin's going to come and just light it up singing. Sing you the know. King is Coming, Five oh, Rows Back, all over, man. And those teenagers sure. go crazy. They love him. So, and then of course, Caleb and Katie Garraway will be singing. Mm -hmm. And, and though Caleb is, it isn't none of us in leadership of the conference preach one of the slots. They're always asking us to, or our churches, all our teams are like, we want you to preach. But again, they hear us. So, and they, I have, you know, Caleb preaches here. So um, sure. we are able to then administrate the conference. Mike Griswold is our assistant pastor. Right. Abe Kane is one of the conference administrators. And then myself and Caleb Garraway. So so I think it's a great lineup. I hope people come. And if they know anything about those guys, it's solid. It's yeah, going to be preaching, great sure. music. And we've got a lot of new churches registering, churches I had no idea. They've never been here before in 11 years, and they're coming. So that's encouraging. That's great. So, okay, I, that's, you, that's my you, little plug. You said right. May 2nd and 3rd, is that right? May 2nd and 3rd. It's basically like a little over 24-hour conference. It starts right. Thursday night. And it ends Friday night and big fireworks show. The kids, just the teenagers just love it. Awesome set. Matter of fact, we're, we're going to do some special things this year. When the conference opens, I can't, I can't say. It's anymore. Epic is the word. Let me tell you, it's going to be epic. <laughs> I, I hate to be a downer. We have a God Bless America rally with Byron Fox. Oh, no. Schedule so one, two, three, and four. So, I'm, so, I, so shouldn't have, I shouldn't have promoted this, but we're no, super far enough. No, in no, 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 no. Yeah, well, uh, we I would say we came out. Um, let's see, it would have got would have been maybe three, four years ago. We were able to come out, but it That's was right. it was a here. twelve or thirteen yeah, a, hour bus ride on the uh, though it was well worth it. It was sure. great preaching. Um, That's a it long was, way. Uh, That's a long. It was a long way, but I I, I would do it again. But sure. we have we have um, I understand th this awesome awesome thing, but. Anyone I've heard that's about not that too. The rally, I've heard about please it, get over. Yeah. Please get over to it. We're excited about it. When and, is the uh, when it when is that? So it's May one, two, three, and four. Is that Wednesday in your city through Saturday. Or where is that? So yeah, it's like twenty minutes south of us. Oh, it's wow. actually right beside the NFL Hall of Fame. Wow. There's this big um, Symphony Center. So you're a sports fan. I watched visited. a couple of years. I, yeah, just just a little bit. By the way, I was going to uh, tell I, you this. I, I know our time's going on, so you know, you're fine. When we need to end, but sure, there's a guy. Let me just tell you this briefly, please, for, for your sake. And, and I think this is a good review. I need to leave it on the podcast reviews, but sure, there's a guy who is Presbyterian. He's probably watching right now. So so. Okay. Um, but and he didn't know I was going to say this. I don't think I, I told him that we were going to do this because he was the one. Anyways, let me just tell you the story. Yeah, he was a Presbyterian, knew nothing of us in our circles at all. Okay, this is the only church that he's known or pre, pre all of this that he would have known right. of Independent Baptist. Yeah. So he worked for the cruise campaign back in the the the, the okay. cruise days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ted yeah. Cruz. Yeah, yeah. And met the Bontrager family who are members of our church at a big event that they sang that Ted Cruz did in Des Moines, a huge event. It was televised, all of that. And wow. he was on the inner working pretty high up in the campaign. Yeah. And so they invited him to our church and he came and joined our church and has been just a huge blessing and is inner core of our church. Well, anyways, so I'm going somewhere with this. He came up to me several months ago, maybe a month and a half ago or a month ago. I can't remember Yeah. recently. And he said, do you know Micah McCurry? And I said, yeah, I mean, but I was trying to think in his world, like, right, like, right. is this somebody in the political world? Because he's in the political world. And so I was right. like, I know I'm Micah McCurry, who's an assistant pastor. And I said, matter of fact, we went to Israel together. He's like, yeah, I saw a video, like something about playing the yeah, yeah, chauffeur. Yeah, 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 chauffeur, which that was yeah. that was fun there in Israel together. <laughs> yes. But um, and I, I guess I forgot that you were a Jew. You're a Jew. Half Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. OK, yeah. 
I'm, I'm Jewish enough. Sure. Jewish. <laughs> so anyways, great times in Israel, by the way. I wish we could talk yeah. about that. But um, so he's like, yeah, I've been watching all these guys. And so it's been a blessing to him because it's introduced him to, in other words, I think his attitude was like, wow, this is, this movement is bigger than I thought. Now that's Amen. my words, not his, but that was my right. perception. If he's watching, right. that was my perception of what he was saying. Like, yeah, I've been watching this guy and he should have you on there. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I didn't know anything about it. So then I went and watched some. I, I saw several like Jay Reed. I, I, loved, yep. I loved his. Oh, yeah. Caleb Raritan. And I can't remember who all. So I watched yeah. before you ever texted me. So when you texted me, I already knew about it. So Amen. Th- I wanted Amen. to tell you that because if for him alone, I mean, yeah. I think he's watched most of them. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't ask him how many. But and I was like, how did how do you even know Micah McCurry? You know, like, and it's like Facebook. Yeah, why would you know that no, guy? No, I meant he's, because he's definitely he, not. I know, I know what you said. He's like, he didn't go to, yeah. he's never been to Bible cut. He's never, right. you know, this, now he's well connected in the political world, but not in right. the independent Baptist movement. Does that make sense? Sure. So yeah, you have entered, I believe, introduced him to, you know. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, that that's one of the, um, one of the you know side goals is I've said this made and people will I'm sure get tired because I've said it probably 26 times now this will be, well this will be the 26th time that's crazy if, if that's you a were lot. Count, yeah in in actually you said you said a couple of months ago this actually started at the very end of January so February wow. March like two months ago so that, yes that was a lot my wife would probably tell you it's a lot too but um the I've said, you know, if the viewer count was at zero, it wouldn't much matter to me because I'm getting, you know, I get to, you know, talk music and all this different type sure. of stuff. And it's awesome. But for the sake of, because I, I post a quick poll on I think Instagram or something and asked, you know, how many of these people, and this was, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, how many of these people did you know over half or under half or something? And two thirds of the people yes. had no clue. It may have been yes. even slightly over half is where I broke it. And sure. And in my opinion, all the guys I've talked to are solid, straight down the line. I love it. I love and, it. And for a lot of people, getting, I got to, you know, being a military brat. And so all over the place, go to Golden State, go to Providence, now working here towards the East Coast. And so I've got to be exposed to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That people you know that have only lived people, in Iowa yeah. would have no clue about. And that's, that's exactly nothing wrong right. with that. But, man, there's so many good guys. You're exactly right. Exactly right. And, like, you know, I know Caleb very well. I mean, he travels. He's gone a lot. But I know him well. But I clicked on that. It wasn't live. I clicked on like the repost of it yeah. a couple of days ago. When you asked me, I was like, oh, man, I need to go like prepare. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then I realized, hey, we can talk and it's fun. And I love that right. you're doing it this way, because even though we're preachers and stuff, stuff like this can get you in a box. And it's fun just to be able to fellowship. Just like Absolutely. I look at it and I don't know how you're market, sure. you know, m- marketing it. But I look at it as like after a conference, when you go out to, to Denny's or whatever, and you just sit and talk, you know, I love that. Exactly. And I yep. love, cause I grew up, you know, I would get to go with my dad with all these great, great preachers. And this is, this is exactly what they were doing. I mean, I could name right. the names of the, the greatest old time preachers. I mean, yep. From yep. All of them well, from well, way back in the so, day. And probably and this some is of what your they best did memories. back in the day. They exactly. just fellowshiped yep. and talked and talked about their, their passions and everything else. Yep. So it is, I, I just challenge you and, and, I hope I don't come across flattering, nope. but I do. I challenge you to do it because very rarely do you find somebody using tech in the right, with the right spirit in the right way. There's always an angle trying to take somebody farther to the left or trying to vent their pet little sure. know, doctrinal issue. Or By the way, I, I do want to, I'm just kidding. Let's anyway. do it. Let, trust me, I, I will go. <laughs> but no, go. So, some of my best memories are exactly what you're talking about. We got to go, and I say get to as if it was some kind of privilege. Uh, Brother Wendell Runyon passed yes. away, I think, was it last year? Mm-hmm. 
But one of my best memories of that was sitting at a table at some fish and steak place with Keith Gomez, Dan Woodward, obviously my father-in-law, but um, Oliver Reza and a bunch of these guys, just a murderer, Terry Angel. And I'm sitting right here. I'm asking Brother Angel, which which of these steaks should I get? You know, and so we're having that. I, I think, pat myself on the back as a smart young man, shut my mouth. That was just a a word of advice. If you're sitting at a table with those guys, with... 300, not, not to age them, but three, 400 years yes. of combined yeah. ministry experience. Because there's maybe been eight. And then you have their wives, and they're talking at one end. I sat right in the middle, actually, had the wives, and, and hearing some of the funny stories from there. But, man, and I, I, I remember had Ted Houston on here. And, and though just a quick reminder, pray for Ted yes, Houston, absolutely. anyone that's, that's listening. Mm-hmm. But that was the first one I had where I consciously thought, asked a question, and shut up yes. and let yes. the man of God speak. Because yeah. man, these guys have so much wisdom, oh, yeah. but too often we have too many ideas and things we that have, we need to yeah. talk about. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty so. of that. There's one thing that everybody in the ministry needs to do at one point in their life. They just have uh-huh. to do it. And this is going to be really weird and random. Go ahead. They need to have a meal with Keith Gomez. You know what I'm talking about. And I've told several I've people this and I've told my wife, when you get a bunch of meat in front of that man... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, and it's not just the, the the food aspect of it. Right. You learn so much. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. see him as this guy in the pulpit, and they're almost afraid of him, or they think, you know, sure. maybe he's so harsh. The I think it's the Louisiana, you know, food culture. Right. You know, and he can just own a table. Do you know what I'm talking about? I had the yeah, opportunity absolutely. to preach there last year, and honestly, if I never had the opportunity to ever go back there just to sit at the table after each service and just listen to him talk. I'm telling right. you, it's. I mean, I'd laugh till I cried, and then just, right. you know, his stories, and then you get him on the hunting stories, and mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not really a hunter, so I just sit there and like shut up, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's just I don't know, and I think God in the ministry being able to to do things like that, you know, right. to sit at those tables, and I um, in uh, in OBC back in 2002, Wendell Runyon came down and took a bunch of us guys out to Brahms hmm. ice cream down there. And we got to sit around and just, you know, listen. I wish I would have sure. listened more now that, you know. Right, right. You know, you see those guys passing on. But, you know, you, you think back to those words of wisdom and, yeah. Right. So that's, I, I honestly, though, we're young and we think that it's inconsequential. I hope you don't think that. But sure. sometimes you can think, oh, we're just having a conversation. Right. We are, to my son's generation, what those guys were to us. Yeah. That's I, a sobering I, thought. I, I, that's yeah. a sobering thought. Well, yeah. But yeah. you're exactly right. And, and Man, to somebody, somebody's always watching, even, you know, yep. 27 years old, there's always people watching. Absolutely. And, and part, part of, again, one of the side uh, goals of this was on purpose to prove the that social media can be used as a good tool. Right, there is right. some Absolutely. utility to it. Absolutely. We need, I love technology. I mean, I've yep. got everything Apple in the world, but it has to be used wisely. Right. And, you know. You're you exactly don't buy right. a Mack truck and go jump in it and drive it down the road without mm-hmm. training and knowing right. what you're doing. But then use it, you know. Right, right. Now, so one of the last questions I asked, and I feel like we're getting close to them. Let me look here. We're getting close to fine right about an hour or hour or so. Sure. I, I, Is that what you normally do? They, they normally end up, the longest one I've had, speaking of food, I did all like a one-off. Wilson Leppert named it um, instead of Mike McCurry Live, Mike McCurry Eats. I went out to a diner That's with a cool. really good friend of mine. I saw that. Go Wilson. Yeah. I hope he's watching. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a lot of fun. I think I, I'm... There's a bunch of guys I'm realizing next time I'm at their place, I need to take them out to eat and we need to do one live because, because you, there is that personal. 
Go ahead. Yeah, if you if you ever are in our area or I'm ever there, we that if you if you were gonna ask me any question about hobbies or whatever, I was gonna say food. I'm a foodie. You could ask Wilson Leppert. Matter of fact, he and I were just talking about a new restaurant in Des Moines. He just went to. I'm kind of jealous. It's like Fogo <laughs> de Chao, but okay. Anyways, oh, I'm a foodie. Well That's then, we'll, 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 have to, we'll have to go visit yeah. it at some point. Yeah, I think I, I'm trying to set up with with uh, Caleb Garraway. They're they're swinging through this area. We're going to go mm-hmm. to Cleveland, I think, and do an episode Food. like that. Um, really, it's just an excuse to eat. I don't care if the camera's come, there or not. If you come here, Wilson Leppert said he'll pay for it. So it's perfect. That, that's great. Well, he, I since have he no coined idea the if name, he's watching, but I'll tell him to go watch it. <laughs> Sounds good. So, well, the last question I asked though okay. is anything that you just need to get off your chest. Now, I say that jokingly because it can be carnal you know just something funny or whatever um or some of you some of you need to joke sure. and call out but on the spiritual side as well but anything to the world at large that via the power of the interwebs anything at all you would like to say with this platform well i mean there's so much that comes to my mind and there's so many you know like principles living your life by principles little sayings that my dad has given me throughout the years and my mom that um i would love to take another hour and just share and yeah. talk about now you know, I've watched, you know, you've talked guys about sports and all of that. I'm not mm-hmm. big into sports and or whatever. And I would love to go the non-spiritual route and, and share something funny at the end. But because of this platform, I want to share, I think, with what is the biggest thing on my heart mm-hmm. that I fear that I would fall out of if I'm not careful. And I think it's very, very, very important. And, and I'll share this and that would be the answer to your question um, to kind of just get off my chest or if I could, if I could have one conversation with people in the ministry now in those parameters. Sure. Okay. And that is this, the devil doesn't care if he gets me or you or us in the ministry in the good flesh or the bad flesh. It's fine. If he can just get us operating in the flesh. And I think far too often we talk about being spirit filled and everything else, but far too often we can, let me illustrate it in this way. The devil knows most likely that he's not going to get Micah McCurry, Pastor Micah McCurry, assistant pastor. He knows he's not going to get you when we hang up here to go out to the bar tonight or some club and just completely trash your marriage. Okay. Sure. I did have a funny story about your father-in-law too, but I'll have to okay. save it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe for Micah McCurry eats episode, eats. whatever. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we have another Dan, Dan Woodward's your father-in-law. Yes. We have yes. a Dan Woodward in our church and my dad called him in the middle of the night thinking it was our Dan Woodward. Anyways, another story. Let's do the next <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Or I'll right. text you the story. But anyways, <laughs> here's the, here's the, the spiritual side of it. So if he cannot get you to go out tonight mm-hmm. and, and he knows he's not going to do that. Most of the pastors, Right. They don't fall like that. It may seem that way, but they don't. Sure. If he cannot get me to um, go and drink in the evil flesh, he'll get me to preach in the good flesh. Mm-hmm. If he can't get a teenage boy in your church to go and curse and swear his, his parents, his pastor, and go out and, and listen to some terrible rock and roll music and, and, and go throw his life away like the prodigal son, he'll get him to go on teen sowing in the flesh, hmm. but the good flesh. Hmm. If he can't get the musicians or the song leader, the choir director to um, drink alcohol or do drugs or pornography or whatever in the evil flesh, he'll get you to lead the, that congregational in the good flesh. What is the good hmm. flesh? It's doing it in the power of our own might. It's doing it without prayer. And so several years ago, I went to a prayer seminar um, that A.J. Potter here and Pastor A.J. Potter, a great pastor in Pleasantville did, and it really changed my life. And they just placed the priority on prayer, just spirit-filled prayer. And I made a commitment to God into something, you know, it's tough and it's a discipline that I am just, 
I, I am everything that I do. I don't care if it's, you know, just going and making one hospital visit, leading a song, um, you know, all the little miniature things and, and big right. and small. I'm going to take the time to pray for everything. That way it puts you in walking in the spirit. And so I don't know. You said get off your chest. I would just plead for my generation. Look, embrace the technology smart, smartly, all of that. Um, enjoy being first class and organized and produce, you know, not produced, but, you know, in ministry, right. trying to grow using platforms and tools. We could talk about apps and stuff that I've learned and management tools and all of that. But I'm telling you, and I know it's redundant because probably everybody else on here has talked about the same thing, but it is so imperative that we're not doing what we're doing tonight just in the flesh because the flesh profiteth nothing. And once he's got us in the good flesh, we're one step away from the tragic stories that we all have heard about. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that, man, that's so powerful. And you, you said, I mean, yes, all of these have been, all these interviews have been, you know, ministry Spirit, based yeah. and spiritual minded and all that, but man, just a reminder of the fundamentals. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Well, and focusing um, on what I was getting at was mm -hmm. calling out the good flesh for what it is. It isn't good, but I'm saying right. doing good in the flesh, spiritual mm -hmm. gifts up here, spirituality right. way down here. I can't see the screen. So, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. It's such a difference. And we look at the spiritual gifts, meaning preaching, singing, mm -hmm. doing what we're doing right here. But I'm telling right. you, if I don't get up in the morning and you're not going to know it and nobody's going to know it. But if right. I don't get up in the morning and beg God, you know, yep. yeah, I still may get to go preach at some youth conference and they're not going to know it because I can. Man, I'm preaching in the ministry. Yeah. But there will come a day. Yep. There will yep. come a day. And, and to that point, and like you said, the preachers, the, you know, that, that make those huge mistakes or, or huge it's errors. It, 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 it's a long time. Somebody, um, a, a, a great piano player of the past. It wasn't, it may have been Mozart. It may have been, sure. I can't remember who it was. Said something to the effect of, if I don't practice piano one day, then I know. If I don't practice for two days, my friends know. If I don't practice for three days, the world knows. And it wow. was a really interesting thing That's, because now he yeah. was, he was at the cutting edge I, of, of what is physically down. possible. It, it, I'll it, look it, it up. I'll and it may, it may have been days. It may have been weeks. I, sure, I believe it was fine. days, I but, but obviously you can extrapolate that yeah. because if Joseph Brown doesn't pray one day, he knows only you nobody know. else. And it, right. And it may be six months until your assistant pastors yeah. and those really close Something's to you, Caleb right. Garraway yeah. knows, and it'll be three years. Yeah. And when you, when you get your pictures taken, walking out of a, you know, a club, that's what the whole world will know. Sure. Yeah. And that's what it, happens. It, it's that simple. Yeah. yeah exactly. And I right. think we ought to walk in that fear, the fear of the Lord that God, we are nothing without you. And again, it is so cliche. And and I did hear a clip of, um, uh, of Caleb and he touched us on this and he's carried this theme and he's a spirit filled. Yeah. I thank God for him. But even though we hear it and we hear it preached and everything else, it's got to just come down to the, to the nitty gritty of, of doing what we, you know, just walking Absolutely. with God. So, amen. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't believe it passed by that fast. I was ready. Yeah. I've got like 400 pet issues to still talk about. <laughs> Amen. Well, we have plenty of episodes. We're okay. only 26. We can ju call just fill up the next week or two. That'll be great. What are we going to say? Call me back sometime and we'll, we'll go part two. Eats though. Eats. Yes. I, I think we have to do it. Here's and, the thing. And, and I, go ahead. Have your, have your people, because mm -hmm. you hear about this in out in there in the secular world, but yeah. us, us no-namers, we need to be able to do right. this. Where you... 
buy a plane ticket to O'Hare and so do I. And we meet in one of those executive rooms mm. and we cater in like Giordano or Gino's or something. Giordano's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do like, or no, get like five or six guys. That would be, and that would be a lot of fun. And your viewers pay for it. <laughs> yeah, see, when, as soon as you start money and we're Baptists, we have, but no, that's a great idea. Find, me. No, I'm joking. There, I'm totally joking, there, but no, it would be fun. I have some, some Tupperware to sell you and some other yeah, different exactly. things. <laughs> Essential oils. Um, right. Yes. But anyways, no, here's the thing though. You should, and I'm just throwing it, and you don't have yeah. you would yeah. need to include me, no, obviously. Please. But if there was some conference out there or like, I don't know if you go to um, Capital Connections, I haven't been in a couple of years, okay. but something yeah. where you could get a bunch of us guys in the room yeah, and put, that a, would be, put a microphone and cameras, wouldn't that be fun? That would be, that would be awesome. And, and that, that, I mean, like you said, you know, having it and you keep going because I have a murderous row sure. of the guys. I still, I have to, I have to yeah. Oliver Reza and Dan Martin. Get those guys in the room. And some of the oh, yeah. Man. And, and, and now yes. we wouldn't be doing much talking, but it no. would be so Just worth get them it. In it the would room. be so great. Yeah. Get them in the room yeah. and let us ask them questions. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, I would and love to ask those guys questions. I think that's know. a great that's a great Anyways, idea, and we will have to set you. that thank up. Thank you for what point. you're doing. It's exciting. Absolutely, praise the Lord. I, I saw appreciate your brother you coming out on. at uh, Golden State. He was yes. running the camera and stuff. Yes, he he's awesome. getting married here soon, growing up, all that stuff. It's it's nuts. It's yeah. crazy. Hey, crazy. if you stick around for just a second, I'd sure. appreciate it. I'll talk your talk your ear off for just one more second here. Sure. This has been Mike McCurry Live number twenty six with Pastor Joe Brown.